Mark, the fifth chapter. Mark, the fifth chapter. title of this message is uh, The Stealing of the Storm. <clears throat> Let's go mark the fourth chapter, verse 35. We're going to go through 35 through 41. When you get there, will you please say amen? <clears throat> Word of the Lord says, and the same day, same day, when even was come, that's evening. He said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. I'm coming out of Mark, the fourth chapter, verse 35 through verse 41. Now, the Bible says that when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. Mm -hmm. And there were also with him other little ships, followers of Jesus. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now. Somebody say now. Full. Anybody's ship been full lately? Mm -hmm. Now, verse 38 says, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, mm -hmm. laying back. Resting. Y'all remember that word. Resting. Asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and say unto him, Master, cast thou not that we perish. And he rose, he arose, and rebuked the wind. And said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Anybody want a great calm in their life? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. And he said unto them, Why are you, or ye, so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? I want us to look closely here at verse 35 again. This is the stealing of the storm. Verse 35, it says that, And the same day, when the evening was come, that's when he spoke the word, he said, Let us pass over, not go over, but let us pass over unto the other side. Well, it specifically states here about when the evening was come. But let's see what was going on during the duration of the day before the evening came and he said, now let us pass over. Why not just let us pass over that morning? Why wait to the evening when the dark just is about to set in before he said, let's pass over. So let's see what he's doing. Let's see what he's doing. He's back, go back here in Mark same chapter, chapter 4, verse 1. And let's get some spiritual understanding on what God is saying here this morning. 
verse 1. Mark, 4th chapter, verse 1. Over there. Okay. It says, and he, Jesus, began again to do what? Teach. Mm-hmm. By the seaside. Now, we know that the sea represents the spirit. Now, he's not teaching in the spirit yet. Notice where he is. The Bible says he's teaching by the seaside. You know, so he's teaching to some people who are on land, right? In other words, he's he preaching to some calm people. They ain't in the, they ain't in the spirit yet. See, see, in order for, see, what we got to understand about Jesus is Jesus got to, and we got to do the same thing. See, we need to take a lesson from Jesus and learn how to, we need to learn how to see people and talk to people at the point of where they are. You see, Jesus dealt with those people where they were. He knew they wasn't in the spirit yet. He had to teach them about Things on the land. That's why he, if you notice here now, he's going he's gonna to show you what he's doing here. See, see, first you got to meet the person where they are. Rule number one in Christianity, not religion, not church, but Christianity. I teach good, sound Christian doctrine in here. That's all we teach here. Good, sound Christian doctrine. I don't care what they're doing over yonder at that church over yonder, what they're doing over there at that church. We teach good, sound Christian doctrine because that's what it's going to take to get us into heaven and eternal life and the everlasting life with God because we got to do it God's way. So God said, look here, I'm going to deal with you, the multitude, by the seaside. So first he's on the seaside. And he's talking to them. Hmm. And they begin to gather. You know why they begin to gather? Because he ain't judging them. He's talking to them about their situation. He's trying to get them to understand some things about themselves, you see. So by him meeting them where they are, because he already know where he's going to take them. But he got to set them up first. So he meets them where they are, and then if you notice, they start gathering to him. Now what's what happens when Jesus sees him start gathering to him? He's there. Now he's working now. He's at work. And he's teaching them, verse 4. He began to teach them by the seaside, and thou was gathering to him of what kind of multitude? A great multitude. That means that this thing had become massive. You see. You see, if you, let me tell you something. Watch this. Watch this revelation. As long as you teach it, call stuff, the crowd will gather. Won't they? You ever notice that? The, the multitude, they started coming, see, because he wasn't hitting them yet. What he was doing was he was setting them up. He was dealing with them about their problems where they were. So they started gathering. Because he was telling them, what they wanted to hear. But now he's setting them up. He, now, now, now you watch this thing now, how this thing will fall off in a minute. Watch, watch what happens here. So when he sees them gathering here, a great multitude, so that he entered into a what? 
Uh-oh. You see what he did? When he saw him gathering, then he entered into a ship. That ship represents your soul. And where was that ship? In the sea, in the spirit. You see what he did? He shifted on him. He shifted that thing on him. See? Now let's see what you're going to do. So he takes it. He sits down in the ship, which is our soul. In other words, he enters us. And now he's fixing to do some surgery. He's fixing to deal with the situation. He done, he, done, he done had compassion for the situation that we're in. Now he's fixing to deal with us on that. So he says, he sits down, and the whole multitude was still by the sea. Where? On the land. In other words, they were still in the flesh. But he had entered in, and now he was dealing with them from the spirit. Go back to verse 35. And the same day, when he had gathered that great multitude, when he had entered into the sea, which is, I mean, into the ship, and placed that ship in the sea and began to talk to them. In other words, when he began to speak a word into their soul from the spirit realm, that's what he was doing. And then when the evening comes, that's when he's seen us in our better state, our best state, the evening. See, in the evening and the morning was the first day and the second day and the third day and so on. It was the evening, not the morning. See, God don't see us in our worst state. God sees us in our best state. And then he works back with us and let us bring it up to where he sees us at. See, he don't give. He know our beginning from our end and our end from our beginning. See, he already knows this. So he deals with the evening part of us. So he sees who has accepted the teaching. Notice what he does now. Now remember I told you that as long as you're teaching the people what they want to hear, they'll gather great multitudes. But now when you start getting deep with this thing, they won't go there. Because now you got to look at yourself. So Jesus, he begins to talk to him here. He says, when the evening was come, he sees us in our best state. Then he says unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. He didn't say, you go to the other side. He didn't say, Larry, you go to the other side. But he said, I'm going to go with you. He said, let us go to the other side. Because there's something on the other side that he wants to show us about ourselves. And until we get to the other side, we can't look back and see it. You see, we can't see it over here in the car. Well, he had already known who it was that was ready to go to the other side. Remember there were other little ships that followed him? He got some followers now, right? He picked them up doing the teachings, right? Mm -hmm. Notice what happened. When he said, let us pass over unto the other side, it means that in Eden, they took sail at night during a time of challenge because when they went they didn't know where they were going we walked by faith not by sight they did not know where they were going he said let us pass over unto the other side but 
there's something with, in between. He didn't say nothing about that. The in between. See, you got to sail that sea before you get to the other side. He didn't say nothing about what was going to go on. He didn't say nothing. All he said was let us go. So, Passover. Let's deal with that. Because he said let us pass over to the other side. Well, in the 12th chapter of Exodus, it talks about the Passover. The Passover is when you place the blood of the lamb upon your doorpost, your house, to keep the death angel from killing you. Because he's coming through to kill what's in Egypt. Let's bring it into us, okay? Because it ain't doing us no good talking about way back there. Let's bring it now. Have you got the blood over your doorpost in your house? Talk about this house. Hmm? Y'all catching what I'm saying here, don't you? I hope so. Now, this Passover came when? Midnight. During the darkness in your life. During adversity. During obscurity in your life. But you, did you not know that there's another Passover? Mm-hmm. God showed me that. He said, it ain't finished yet. The first Passover is to get you out the world. Egypt. Right? Now you got to go through the wilderness. Right? That's them sailing across the sea to the other side. Now the wilderness is this earthly life of existence that we're living in. Understand me now? That's the wilderness. That's, that's the sail going from one side to the other. See, Egypt was over there on the seaside while they were still living calm in the world and he was trying to talk to them. Same thing. But now, look at Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy talks about the other Passover. Deuteronomy, the uh, 11th chapter, verse 31. Deuteronomy, 11th chapter, verse 31. When you get there, please say amen. See, they couldn't, you can't pass over to Jordan until you get through the wilderness, right? The Jordan is the earthly life. I mean, the Jordan is the spiritual stream of life. We can't pass over that until we go through this earthly life of existence, right? So there still yet remains another Passover. Watch this. It's not one of blood. Not this time. Well, not of his blood. But this one's going to be on you and me. The next one. Because it's up to us whether we pass over that Jordan or not. Watch this word here. He said, for ye shall do what? Pass where? Over. Where? The spiritual stream of life. When did they do that? After they got through the wilderness, right? See, the there already had been one Passover with the blood. But now there's another one. After you go through this wilderness, after we cross this sea, there's another Passover. It says, for ye shall pass over Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God gives you. And ye shall possess it and dwell therein. And ye shall observe to do all the statutes and judgments which I set before you this day. This day. This day. All right? So, Jesus, he takes, let's go back to the book of Mark. The book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 36.
Over there? Amen. Jesus, he takes. He said, let us pass over unto the other side. And verse 36 said, and when they had sent away what? Those that didn't catch it, what did he do? That's what he did, didn't he? Everybody can't go with you where you're going. You got to learn that you got to cut some folk loose. We got to cut some things through all of us. Because everybody, no matter how hard, even family, sometimes you want your family to have things better than they want for themselves. And if they don't want it, there's no way that you're going to make them take it. See, you got to have a passion to do better. You just can't say, I want to do better. You got to have the actual passion in you to do better. And that comes with fighting. Everybody ain't willing to fight. Everybody ain't willing to fight. See, we, we in this world, especially in America, we've got this mentality that we are owed something. We're not owed anything. We think that somebody owe us, but we don't feel that we owe God nothing. So we, 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 we have, we place our own self in a dilemma here. Because he released the multitude, those that didn't catch it. He let them go. Because the evening would come, he had already seen who it was who had reached their better state through the teaching that he had given that day. He had already seen that, see? Because notice now, he done stepped inside their soul, he done taught them the word, and while he's teaching them, he knows who's receiving it and who's not. He knows. So he said, okay, cut them loose, because let us pass over. He already knew who it was that was going to be following him. The Bible says that, and when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, Jesus, even as he was in the ship. See what he did? See, if you're going to take Jesus, we got to take Jesus as he is. See, too many times we try to take Jesus and didn't make him what we want him to be That's in right. us. But the Bible says that you got to take him as he is. You know, in other words, if he is the power and he is the wisdom of God, then we got to, we got to allow him to be what he is. Because if we don't allow him to be what he is, we're going to find ourselves having a deficit in Jesus. Because, see, too many of us in religion have put God in a box. We don't realize how big of a box we're trying to put God in. When we say, God can't save you unless you baptize with water, you done kill the power of God. God do what he want to do. How you going to tell God? That a person ain't filled with the Holy Ghost if they don't speak in tongues. You done lost your mind. How can you tell God? Who are we to tell God anything? The Bible says, who is it that's giving counsel unto the Lord? Let him show up. What man can stand before God and tell God, God? You can't say you can't hold up death and save this man on the cross and tell him this day you should be in paradise with me because he ain't spoken no tongue, he ain't been baptized in no water, he ain't done none of these things. But Jesus held up death, say, Hold up death, you gonna to this very day, you're gonna be in paradise with me. Now who gonna take that man's eternal life from him? 
because he didn't go through the protocol of man. Who is man that he'll give counsel unto God? Who is it that's going to tell God what he can do and what God can't do? The only thing that this word says that God can't do is tell a lie. That's the only thing. And I don't care what nobody thinks. The word is the word and the word is going to be the word forever. Oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever. Because if it were left up to church folk, wouldn't nobody be saved. If we had, I don't think you heard me. I don't think you heard me. Because everybody got a doctrine. Well, if you don't do this, you can't do that. And if you don't do this, you can't do that. And God can't work with you. But that ain't what the Word says. The Word says, Jesus, the Word says that God used the basis of men to rule in the kingdom of men. He said, not many wise. Not many noble, not many folk of great wealth are called to this. That's what he said. That's what he said. So we can't be telling God what he's going to do and what he's going to do and how he's going to do it and how he's not going to do it. Sure, if these things, we will do, the Bible says. God, you know, if God allows it, doing that time. But it's got to be in God's time. See, it wasn't in God's time to go through man's religious protocol to save the man on the cross. See, he didn't, didn't have the time for that. Sometimes you got to hold death up and say, hold death, get saved, be ye healed. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you've got to do that. And then sometimes you can go through the protocol of it all, you know? But as long as you're going through the blood of Jesus Christ, it's all covered anyway, children. Huh? You got some people that'll tell you, hey, if you ain't baptized in the name of Jesus, you ain't saved. You got other people that'll tell you, if you ain't baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, you ain't saved. What's the difference? You got one, you got them all. Come on, man. If you got one, you got them all. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You can't have one without the other people. Come on, man. But what I'm trying to say, people, is how we have killed God and made our own teachings supersede the teachings of true Christianity. And we can't do that. We can't never tell people that God ain't going to do it for you because you ain't doing it this way. The only way God ain't going to do it for us is that we don't believe through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. Let's just keep this thing simple. If we believe in Jesus Christ, that's all that matters. I guarantee you, if you believe in the blood of Jesus Christ, the rest of it will take care of itself. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. People, I'm giving you good, sound Christian doctrine. I am not trying to go back to the book of Acts. I'm going forward. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to look back to the cross. No, no, no. My Savior is risen. Yeah, why am I going to keep teaching? Only one I'm going to teach that is the one that no Christ. But as for us, upward, onward soldier, oh, I know I'm preaching to you, right? See, see I ain't got, you ain't got time to go back there, holler about at the foot of Jesus. No, Jesus ain't there no more. 
I'm trying to get where he is now. It's the foot of him. Up high. Y'all understand what I'm trying to say, children. All I'm trying to do is give you the simplicity of good, sound, Christian doctrine. We got too much crazy stuff going on. Too much. Why? Because we don't want to turn loose of our own values. We've created monuments within ourselves to keep us from being free in the liberty of God. The Bible says where the Spirit of, where, where the, Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. This is not a church where we are going to be bound by religious beliefs. We deal in the kingdom, and the kingdom of God will set you free. It will set you free. That's what, that's what we deal in. See, when we walk, we are, we're not going to be burdened down by that Pharisee that's telling you, well, you got to do it this way, you got to do it that way. You got See, those are burdens. That's what Jesus was talking about. He said, you, 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 you put all these burdens on these people. You tell them they got to do it this way, they can't do that. But you yourselves have forsaken the commandments of God. Oh, yeah, you clean your cups. But inside, on the outside, but inside they filthy. That's what Jesus said. Ain't that what he said? That's the word of God. See, we go through all these protocols. You know what I'm saying? We go through all of these protocols. We have them jumping, we have them shouting, we have them doing all this. And ain't got nothing against none of that, but be real with it. Amen. Be real with it. Because when God says shout, shout. But make sure God is saying it and that the preacher ain't saying, well, jump up and shout. No, run around. Because that ain't God telling you that. You follow what man wants you to do. Simon says, tell your neighbor. Simon says, spin around three times. That's that Simon says doctrine. I'm trying to free you up. That's what I'm trying to do. Get free up in here. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not knocking nothing. I'm just telling the truth. I tell y'all the truth every time y'all come through the door. So the word of God says that there were other little ships, verse 36, right there at the bottom, when they were passing over. But look, during this time, verse 37 says, because they were sailing over now, he said, and there arose a, not just a storm of wind, but a great storm. That means that thing got hectic. Notice now, equate the Sailing over the sea with the wilderness of this earthly life that we're going in. Do we not have great storms in our life sometimes? Amen. Okay. When did they take the voyage? They took it in the night season. Every time you do a Passover, you do it in your night season. In Egypt, they did it at midnight. Hmm? That's when the Passover, that's when the, 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 the devil came through and killed the firstborn of Egypt. It was at night. When did, they, when did he say, let us pass over to the other side? In the evening? Nighttime. Nighttime. Every time you go through and to another level, another dimension, you'll do it in your nighttime. Because the nighttime represents your obscurity. That's the time that you can't see where you're going. You've got to walk by faith and not by sight. That's the time that you don't know how you're going to make it. You just know by faith you're going to do this thing. You know what I mean? I'll never forget that rock that was on that van. We were way out down, wherever we were. We were coming out of the Gulf. 
Yes, off of Mission Street. Yeah, and we stopped over near Atlanta and all that, and that rock, that rock kept that, I still got that rock in there, that rock kept that tie from going flat. And we went all in miles. And we, even when we went to get it fixed, of all them bumps, that rock was still wedged up under in position. In position. You see, we all time looking for the big things, but we need to start appreciating the small things. You understand? That rock kept us from being stranded some five, six hundred miles away from home or more. Y'all, y'all hear me? Just a rock. I got the rock in there. What good is a brand new car if you're on the side of the road? Because ain't nobody going to be stopping for you. Because everybody's scared to death of everybody. So you can forget that you're stuck. But God said, okay, I'm going to put this rock me. Jam it up in here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hold it and get you where you go. That's all I want to get to where I'm going so I get fixed. I took this hospital. So I'm going to keep coming. Rock. It's a rock. I'm going to keep using the rock until I get healed and get my tie fixed. Okay? Same thing. Same thing. The exact same thing. It's very simple. See, Christianity is simple. It's deep. But the deeper it gets, the more simple it gets. The simpler it gets, the more deeper it gets. It's complex, yet though it's simple, it's just sweet when you teach it right. Because the people will be able to receive it and grow in it. That's what the people will do. That's what the people will do. And that's our main mission, to do that. Now let's go back to the Word. It says here, and in verse 37, there arose a great storm of wind, not just a little one. See, that's what happens when we on this road of passing over, when we're going through the wilderness of this earthly life, when we don't know where we're going, we don't know how we're going to get it done. All we know is that we heard God say, let us pass over to the other side, and so we go to Gomer. But he didn't tell us nothing about the storms. And now here we are. And we sail. And all of a sudden, this storm come up. And the waves beat. Not onto it, but into the ship. Meaning that the waves, the, the, the storms, and the winds of life, they don't only beat up against you, but they beat inside of us. Have us all distorted and crazy. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Remember I asked y'all, had anybody ever been full? Have your soul ever been full from disgust, from the winds of this life, from the heartache, from... Am I talking to a church of people? Or have I got robots up in here? Have you ever been miserable? See, we got to be real with this thing if God's going to ever help us. Everybody in here have faced misery. Say that the ship was full. The wind, the storm, the waves beat up in it until it just fills you over. And you just lose your mind. You don't even want to live. You know, you want to kill yourself. It gets heavy. 
when you're on the verge of suicide. You know why it gets heavy? That's the most dangerous thing, place that you could ever be, because you might do it. Don't ever take a suicidal thought and take it up. Because you just might do it if your ship gets full enough. See, you may be all right today, but that don't mean tomorrow. Y'all better hear me. You might be all right today, but it don't mean you'll be all right tomorrow. It don't even mean you'll be all right this evening. Your ship can get full just that fast. Things can happen just that fast. So what I'm trying to say, church, is every moment that we have to be at peace, we need to fight for it. Every moment that we have with our family, we need to fight for it and be thankful. Because I talked to a man that's a good friend of the two-year-old and the 20-year-old that got killed in that car wreck down in Anderson. Devastated. Just like that. Just like that. Gone. The Bible says here, that the waves beat into the ship. So that it was now full. Somebody say now full. That's what I'm talking about. Now. That thing can be full. I'm talking about right now. Don't you think that you got it so going on that it, it can't hit you now? Don't you think that you're too above truth to hear truth? That truth can't find you and bust you out. Because Al-Qaeda thought that it was like they were God sent a flood. Washed them all out. Right down through the valley where they were. If the bullets can't find you, if the bomb can't find you, I got you. I got you, and I'll flush you out. Over there cutting when the nose is off. Yeah. And ear is off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing that. They got a girl over here now in surgery from where they done whacked her nose off and her ears. Because of their religion. How many of y'all know religion will kill you? How many of you stay away from religion? That religion will kill you. That religion won't allow you to live the life of Christ in freedom. You can't wear no pants in here. Religion. Well, what you want me to do? That might not be all I got is some pants. What you want me to do? Come up in here naked? Ain't no woman got no business doing this and doing that. At my all, my all she got a pair of pants. You come as you are. Just like you are. I don't care what it is. Put a sheet around. Just come. Because God's going to give us a new garment anyway. I'm, not, I'm just telling you about what religion does to us. See, we got to get free from all this stuff. Thinking we got to have this, thinking we got to have that. No, you don't. We just need Jesus. That's right. Amen. That's all you need. The Bible goes on to tell us in verse 38 that, and we was in Jesus, was in the hinder part. Mm-hmm. Of the ship, of your soul, laid back. I'm going to get deep there now. Put on your thinking hat. 
your spiritual cat. Notice what he was doing. Sleep on a pillow. Somebody ain't going to catch you. Well, somebody is. Watch what happens. Asleep on a pillow in the ship, which is our soul, in the hinder part. That means he out of the way. Watch the word. What you do when you're sleeping? Amen. Amen. Now, he's lying down the rest. Go to Genesis 2, verse 2 and 3. Let's look at this thing. Genesis 2. Let's get some understanding on what's going on here. Now, he's been working, right? And after you work, you rest, right? Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. He's been working all day now. Two. Chapter two. Verse two and three. Say so when you get that, say amen. amen. All right, look at the word here. And on the seventh day, God ended his what? Uh-huh. Which he had made. And he done what? Rest. He rested. Now Jesus died. He rested on the seventh day from all his works which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day. He sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. That's what he did, right? He rested, right? All right, I ain't finished yet. All right, go over here. He worked six days, did he? One, two, three, four, five. On the sixth day, the second half of the sixth day, because the first day, half of the sixth day, he created the animals from the earth. That's what the Bible says. Then he made man. After. So he made man later on, because that was his, the ending result of his work was to make man. In what? His image, which is spiritual, and his likeness. We talk about resting now. Okay. Now, Genesis 2, 7 says, and the Lord God formed. Look at that word, form, F-O-R-M-E-D, King James Version. That word in Hebrew means to make your bed. What do you do in your bed? What was Jesus doing in your soul when they on a pillow? Was he resting? After work. Right? All right. Now, Jesus said he's in the hinder part. That means he's out of the way now. Why? Because when God breathed himself into man, man began a living soul. That's what he did. He breathed himself. Because when he formed man out of the dust of the ground, that word dust means rubbish. That means that no ingredient. God didn't want no other ingredient in us except him. You've got to understand what's going on here. Now, he breathed himself into, into man. Man becomes a living soul. He forms man out of the dust of the ground, meaning that he made his baby. And then when he breathed, he stepped into man and went to sleep. He rested on the seventh day. Now, now get some understanding here now. Get some understanding up in here. God stepped into man in his bed. Do you understand that we are God's bed? Now what? That's right. And when he did it on the seventh day, which was the next day, which was the next phase, he rested. And this is what he told man when he made it in the book of Genesis 1.28. He said, look here, I want you to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. That means we've got dominion over everything. See, some of us don't believe we've got dominion. All we know is church. 
But we don't know that we are walking God. Psalm 86. I think verse 2, somewhere in that chapter there, it said, Know ye not that ye are gods and children of the Most High God? You don't know what you are? You don't know that when you grow up, you're going to be just like him, for you shall see him as he is? Don't you know that? That's what the book says. So what Christianity does, Christianity tries to get us off that seashore. And following Jesus across that sea, come see, we got to pass over to the other side. So the Word of God says it. Are y'all understanding rest? Do you understand that because God gave us dominion to subdue, that's why He said, "Let us pass over." And immediately, His work was finished for that day. What did He do? He went down in the hinder part of the ship. In other words. God ought to have some rest because he done gave power to us. He ought to be able to rest in us. But look what they did. And we do the same thing now. We do. Soon as something gets to happen, we go to Hollywood. Oh, Lord. Yeah, we do now. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We do the same thing these disciples did here. Because we're disciples too. Can't be true. Listen. It says in uh, uh, verse 38 of Mark 4, verse 38. It said, And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, sleeping silently. And they awoke him and said unto him, Master, cast thou not that we perish. Now, he already gave you the power to subdue it, right? And he said, Now I'm going to rest in you. Because I done released this power to you. Now let me rest. Because I've been working, man. You know, I done created this thing. Six days, and God knows, nobody knows how many, how long six days is with God, you know. Because one day like a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. And that don't mean that it's one year, is a, a one day is a thousand years. That just means that God don't have no time limit. God is eternal. We instituted time when sin came into it. You see, that's what put time on everything, because it collapsed everything from the heavens all the way down. Clap, bam, you know. Now, he came to rebuild it all again. All right. So, here we are with the Word of God, and they're crying to God. You know how we do when something hit us. You know, you know. Man, Lord, help me. We panic. We go in panic mode. The sky's falling. Ain't nothing but acorns. Sky's falling. No, it ain't. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Sky's falling. Sky's falling. See, a person in panic don't want to hear truth. A person in turmoil hate. A person in misery don't want to hear peace. They want you to suffocate with their misery. I know. I'm crazy like that sometimes. My wife try to tell me something spiritual, and if I ain't in a spiritual mood, I'll fight it. I'll be just as crazy. I'm just being honest. Oh, come on, people. Lighten up. Be real. Be real now. Come on. Ain't nobody in here all that. That's our problem. That's why we can't get nowhere. But I bet you what? We getting somewhere because, you see, we've learned to laugh about the situation. We've learned to just say, okay, I understand that, you know? So what I do when I'm fighting and saying, see, God, see, see, see we got to trust God enough in us. That's right. If we trust God enough in us, you know, then God will talk to that person better than we could. 
And next thing you know, they'll go over there and you know, because you know the person's trying to tell you right. But you know, we walk. Especially in relationships, you know, we pull, we tug and pull. How many of y'all married in here? Or got a lady? Whatever. We tug, don't we? Do we not? I see some smiles. <laughs> we, we constantly tugging. You know what I'm saying? Amen. I mean, I don't know why we do that. <laughs> but we do. I don't know why we do that. Because we wind up doing what's beneficial for us anyway. But it seems like we can't do it until we get a little, until we get a little sparring going on. You know, we got to spar with each other a little bit. You know, and then we'll settle right on down, won't we? Ain't it, ain't it weird? Well, we do the same thing to God. We do the same thing to Him. So it must be in our nature, right? But it's okay because at least we got enough God in us for God to talk to. See, that's, that's what a hope is. It's in Christ. That's what I hope is. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand is that our hope is in Jesus Christ. I don't care what we're going through, man, if we can just sit back and see just how far God has brought us. Man. And I ain't never lived the day that I want to live over. I've always wanted to go and run on and see what the end going to be. I ain't never wanted to live another. I don't care how good it was. I don't care. I have never lived a day that I want to live over again. Because you know why? That's going backwards. And I ain't into going backwards. See, when I, when I deal with the Word of God, I don't look back. I bring that Word bring it up here and put it in front of me. See, you got to keep that thing in front of you. You know, you can't keep going back to where you know they did back in the Bible. That, what is the Bible days? What we in? Ain't we in the Bible days? Ain't that what we doing? So you got to take that thing and put it ahead of you because, see, that's that cloud in front of you. That's that thing that's leading you. So the Bible says here, verse 39, chapter 4, Mark, chapter 4, verse 39, he said, and he arose. Mm -hmm. And he rebuked what? Rebuked the wind first. Mm -hmm. The wind is that spiritual chaos that comes our way. So the first thing he had to do is rebuke it. Then he turns around and does what? Rebukes what? The sea. He talks to the sea and tells the sea, peace be, still. peace be still. See what he did? Now, the wind came out of the sea. Now, the sea is the spirit. So these winds that's coming up upon us, they're coming out of here. See, there's a portal that's allowing that storm to surge out of us. And it's causing problems for our lives, you know. So, first thing God does, what did God do? He talked to him on the side of the sea, didn't he? What did he do? First thing he did was he rebuked the what? He dealt with a calm situation. Then he looked at the sea, the spirit. And then he began to deal with the spiritual situation. Because he knew that's what the problem was anyway. You see. But he had to stop that wind first before you can see. See, he got to get you, he got to stop the chaos in your life so that you can see what he's trying to do for you in the spirit and what our own spirit is doing against us. You see, he's trying to stop. He got to, he, he, if I can stop this long enough to get that sanity back, 
then I can talk to them and calm them down in the spirit. Because you see, we in this world today, especially in America, we've got a restless soul. See, everybody restless, you know. It's, it's, it's everybody crazy, you know, restless, you know. I mean, I was talking to the people this morning, you know, that, that, you know, we was on this thing, we were talking about how this woman, how they didn't have no chicken McNuggets, and she attacked. She, she went through the, through the drive-through and, 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 and jumped on the lady, she crawled through the window, and they had to close the window and pull her hair and beat her because she had gone crazy because there weren't no chicken McNuggets. Now, that sounds funny, but it's true. Now, I'm saying, we got, we, you know, we wanted our way. And then you had the black lady. The black lady went inside one of them. They put mayonnaise on her, and she just went crazy, started throwing mop water behind the plate, tearing up the cash register, throwing the All because they put mayonnaise on a hamburger. There was no fast food plate. They're not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> There wasn't nothing. There's too many incidents going on, man. There's too much going on, man. Something ain't right, man. For them folk to be acting like that, man. Shoot, man. That scared me. You go to it, you know, now something ain't right there now. Now, it might sound funny, but that's scary. He said, peace be still, in verse 39, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. So, he stopped the situation first, and then... He dealt with the cause of the situation, which was the sea. See, we got to calm down, you see. So, they had to stop her from climbing through that window first. That's the wind. That's the action. That comes from that spirit that was released inside of her when they didn't have no chicken make no. You understand what I'm saying? Now, the police will deal with that spirit. Yeah, but they'll be dealt with. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it'll be dealt with. So you stop the action, then you deal with the core of the situation. It's called therapy. Uh, now, verse 40 said, and he said unto them, the Bible says that, and he said unto them, why are you so fearful? Why are you afraid of it? He said, he's already told us in 2 uh, Timothy uh, 1 7, I think, that he's not giving us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound mind. But we forget that sometime in the heat of battle. He said unto them, why, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Where's your faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Now, let's get to the point of the matter. How many of y'all know that before we were saved, that we really did have a sinful demon in us, right? Everybody agree with that? For those of you who don't agree, then you're in denial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you were saved, we were filled with sinful demons. And God is still working some things out, if we're honest. And we're just an honest crew up in here, you know. We, we, we don't try. We just open up the light. Just open it up and let's just see it. Pick the bones out of it, you know. You know. Let's do that. Let's just be real about it. It's fun to be real when you can be open and honest. And ain't nobody looking all crazy at one another, you know, like, I'm better than you. Or, no, we're all in this together. We all got some situations. And, 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 and remember now, we're going on the other side now. And we let's go here. And see, God can't show you over here in your sinfulness the demons that are in you. That's why he said, let us pass over to the other side. 
I'm going to show you something. He said, and they came over. Look at verse 5. And they came over unto the other side of the spirit, which is the sea. Into the country of the Gadarenes, which means surrounded and walled. Did you not know that sin will surround us and put a wall up? It'll put a fortress up? Stronghold. And when he was come out of the ship, came out of the soul. Immediately there met him out of the tombs, mm, a man with an unclean spirit. That's us. He's showing us. That's why he said, let's go to the other side. I want to show you what you were before I brought you to the other side. Couldn't show it to you over here. Got to show it to you over here. Every one of us, when we got saved, before we got saved, we were running around in tombs with unclean spirits in us. Because them tombs represent dead men, right? Every one of us was dead. We were dead men and women walking before Jesus came into our life. But we couldn't see that in our seaside adventure. In our worldly. We couldn't see God said, let's pass over because I'm going to show you the first thing that I ran out of you. But in order for you to see it, see, i got to step out of you. God steps out of me, steps out of the sheep, uh, out of, the, out of the, the ship, the soul, and first thing came running out of that man with unclean spirits. That's what happened. First thing, ran out from among the tombs. Represent he was dead. I'm closing. I'm getting, I'm getting close. Don't mean the boy. And when he was come out, verse 3 says, and he who had his dwelling, that means he was living among the what? Tombs. Wasn't we living among death? And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, Neither could any man tame him. You ever, you know, you know, I'll stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Put your chains on for me. You break them chains. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop smoking crack. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop that. You break them chains, man. You crazy. You break them. I'm going to stop smoking cigarettes. I'm going to stop drinking liquor. Same thing. I'm going to stop messing around. You know. Same thing. You put the chain on it for a minute, but then it, you break it. Right? That's that, that's that demon. That's what the, all Jesus is doing, is letting us see. That's why he said, let's pass over to the other side. I'm going to show you who I saved you from and what I saved you from. He showed it to you over here. He showed it to you over there. Now watch what he does. And we can all identify with this, can we not? Now come on. He said, that verse 5, chapter 5, verse 5. He said, and always, night and day, he was in the mountain, that means he was up high, and he was in the tomb, that means he was mm, in misery, in the grave, crying and cutting himself with his own thoughts. That stone represents his own thoughts. So it didn't make no difference what position he was in, he was still killing his own self. 
But when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. Amen? Cried with a loud voice. Goes on down here. I'm going to read the rest of this. He came on down here in verse 15. And they came to Jesus. Come on, get ready to come. And they came to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's some people. And see him. That's the people. What he did was he took these demons and put them in these swine. Swine that ran over into the sea, which is the spirit, and they all died. The people that own the swine, you know, the worldly thing. They didn't, hey, that's our livelihood, man. What are you doing? You got to leave here. You know what I'm saying? You know, like you, you, you can't do this, you know. So, and they come to Jesus, and they see him that was possessed with the devil. So when they came to Jesus, they also saw the man that was possessed with him. With Jesus. And had the legion sitting, and look what he was. Clothed. Anybody see that word? In what? And they were afraid. First thing, Jesus would get us to do when he put us in our right mind again, is get us to put our clothes back on. That's that. Did I make myself clear? He puts our clothes back on. Puts us back in our right mind. That demon makes us take our clothes off. Where everybody can see our nakedness. Our sin for me. First thing God does. He says, okay. I want you to cover yourself. Let me cover you. Let me cover you in my blood. And I'll take care of you. I'll take care of this demon. If you let me cover if you let me come. If you let me come. If you let me come. Thank you. Appreciate that. Now, here's the word of the Lord. He said, Brenda. Now, here's the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord said, He was sitting in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil. With the devil. And also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of that coast. See, they didn't want him there no more. Mm-hmm. And when he was coming to the ship, uh-huh, Jesus, he's back in the soul. He had been possessed. That, had, that he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, this is what I want you to do. See, Jesus sent him on a mission. <laughs> he said, go home to thy friends and do what? Tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and has had compassion on thee. Now, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go to our friends. We're supposed to go to those people who know us. And now let's see the change. And let them know what great thing the Lord has done. Come and see for yourself. And hear the word of the Lord. And let God change you. And let your life get better. Remember now. All of this took place after he 
sent the multitudes away. Say, get nothing but a few ships, little ships, follow Jesus to the other side. It's not in numbers, it's not in money, it's not in power, but it's by God's Spirit, saith the Lord. That's what it's all about. We miss God because we're looking for these great acts of miracles. We, we, we don't understand that God works in the small, still world. So we miss God because we want all the great things. You know, we, we want our, the great powwows, as I call them. But God said, no, you can it. He said, what I want you to do is peace be still. That's all I want. Peace be still. He said, I don't want us tugging at one another. He said, all I want is peace be still. God said, I don't want our relationships to be tugging, that we involved with tugging at one another. He said, I just want peace to be still. If you just let me into your ship, I'll sail you through the storm. I got you. And we'll get to that other side, but we'll get there together as a people. We won't get there on our own, but we'll get there as a people together. Along the way, many will drop off, many will fall off. But God has a people that's going to make it all the way. And those are the ones that God has his eye on. Always remember this, people. Wherever God's word is, his eye is on his word. And God said that my word is going to prosper in the thing wherever I send it. If the word of God has been sent into all of you, which it has, it's going to prosper in you. It's going to do that. Don't kill God's prosperity. Let God work in you. And let's work together to make this thing as best that it can possibly be. Let's have a peaceful place to serve the Lord. Let's have a peaceful place to live. Let's, let's, let's be at peace because truly the world is full of chaos. Let's be at peace. Let's love one another. Good, sound, Christian doctrines. Amen? Amen. Deacon, y'all come on and do what y'all are going to do. Thank you.